This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 50. Today on our show, Gorilla Glue. You know, you get pranks, people putting, you know, high school kids putting glue in locks, like in lockers mm-hmm. or in doors. Toilet you know, seats, that was one. Yeah. Gluing toilet seats down. You know, when you turn your books in when you're in grade <laughs> school and they have all the books stacked on the ground in the corner of the room and kids would go in and glue all the textbooks so together. Just one big stack. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you get all those kind of things. Peter Raglan and Laura Connolly from Gorilla Glue stopped by the Hyde Park Studios to discuss where it all came from, how they test new products for stickiness, and what they plan to get into next. Be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode. As always, you can use that to save 20% on your next Cincy shirts or old school shirts order. And with that out of the way, let's talk to Peter and Lauren from Gorilla Glue. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at cincyshirts.com in Cincinnati. We have our story down. We didn't rehearse. We don't have any questions either. We just talk. That's that's what's fun about it. We just come in here and sit all down with it. Cincy Shirts Podcast. All right. And Cincy is the glue. Hold hold us together. together. We're all all sticking together on this episode, guys. We're here with the founder. Well, no, not the founder. No? We we actually purchased the company back, it was actually 20 years ago this month. So it's January 99. We bought it from a uh, professional woodworker, furniture maker out in Santa Barbara. That, now, how do you even find... So this is Gorilla Glue. You probably already know that if you're listening, because <laughs> we've had some sweet intro, uh, thanks to PF here. Yep, but, um, great editing. How do you find out... Like, how do you... Like, how does that happen? Like, how do you, how do you go from, like, oh, what do I want to do to, oh, there's a glue company in Santa Barbara I'm going to buy and, and relocate it to Cincinnati and rebrand it and become awesome? Yeah, well, we were in the hardware business. Um, we had a, a little tool business. And Who's We. Uh, my family, the Ragland family. Okay. So my dad had owned it, and myself and some of my brothers came to work for the company after college. Um, and we were looking to expand the business, and we were mainly selling independent hardware stores. So we had about 5,000 um, Ace True Value hardware stores we were selling. and What? And we were selling them direct. And we, were, we were personalizing tools. So we were selling four-in-one screwdrivers, and we'd put... You know, Josh's hardware, we would print it on the flute of the screwdriver. So we were personalizing those tools for the hardware stores, and they were putting a lot of our stuff on the counter. Uh, anyways, we were looking to expand the business, and my brother saw a print advertisement in one of the uh, hardware trade magazines for Gorilla Glue. Never heard of it, sort of intrigued. Um, he called out there, the guy had one employee, and he's predominantly selling hobbyists and some professional woodworkers. So guys that would go in their basements in the winter and build stuff. I'm fascinated by those guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't build anything. There's the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this guy, his name was Mark Singer, who who uh, started the company. He 
discovered this glue over in Indonesia, of all places, because that's where his furniture, he, he had a teak furniture business, and teak's notoriously hard to glue. So when he went over to Indonesia, where all his furniture designs were made, you know, he obviously asked, what, what type of glue are you going to use? And they showed him this glue, and this glue was being manufactured in Denmark. So he contacted the Danish company, said, can you put this in, you know, 36-ounce bottles for me and ship me, you know, a pallet of them? And they said, sure. So he created the name Gorilla Glue, he created the uh, logo, and started uh, selling this product um, to, you know, people like him, you know, woodworkers. Wow. So how long did he have the company before? I think we contacted him in his fourth year. So he was kind of doubling the business, and then I think that fourth or fifth year when we contacted him, he kind of went flat. Um, he still had a very much larger teak furniture business. Yeah, so our timing is right. We went out there a few times, hit it off with the guy, and uh, he ended up selling us the business. So, yeah, it was about 20 years ago That's this month. That's awesome. Wow. And, and teak's like a really expensive wood, too, right? Like, I can't imagine you even gluing that. But. Well, you're gluing it, and yeah, and you're screwing it. But, yeah, his his furniture lines, I mean, he was selling to really high-end hotels and to, to wealthy people because, you know, one of his sets of furniture, a table and chairs, um, for outdoor could sell for $5,000. I mean, this was really expensive stuff. Wow. So what is the... Uh, what does the company in Denmark say when, like, their product just gets a different label on it and becomes, like, well, they loved it because popular? The, the glue's a polyurethane glue, and polyurethanes have been around prior to Gorilla, but only in the industrial market. And they sold the stuff in bulk, so they really weren't used to putting it in bottles. They didn't know the retail. They had no desire to do retail. So they were just happy to have another customer that wouldn't conflict with their markets. Yes, yeah, wow. so they loved it. Is that still where you guys get the glue today from that same company, or you no. buy the recipe, or you just... No, so we, we had a pretty long-standing relationship with them. We eventually asked them, kind of made them move the operations over to Cincinnati um, with the currency fluctuations and all those different things and the, the, the lead times to get glue here. And with the business growing so fast, you know, it's getting harder and harder to forecast. And so anyways... We said, you guys need to come up, move your operation to Cincinnati, which they did. So I think they were here for, what, four years, Lauren? Yeah, I'm, I think so. And then we bought them Operating out. Operating it within the building with us. Yeah, we put them in our building and basically had a contract manufacturer inside of our building. Well, anyway, so we bought them out after about four years. Oh, wow. It was like Breaking Bad. You're like, make the stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the Heisenberg of glue? <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you in the hardware business? When did that stop? Like what or is it still? We're, we still have a tool business. It's probably about the same size as it was 20 years ago. We haven't focused on it. Our focus has been entirely on, you know, growing Gorilla. But we still sell all of those independent hardware stores as well as the, like, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Targets. So they're still part of our business with glue and tape now and screwdrivers yeah. and tape measures. Yeah, the tape measures. Now we're measuring stuff, <laughs> screwing things in. The uh, the tape, actually, I was talking to my dad this morning. I was telling him, he was all excited I'm talking to you guys. He's, uh, <laughs> he has a pool with uh, solar panels to heat it, and he had a hole in one of the solar panels this summer, and the company was like, oh, you got to get a new panel. There's nothing, there's nothing that can fix this leak. You're screwed. Got some Gorilla tape, put it over the hole, lasted all summer. It so should he, last all winter, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think we've gotten to that part yet, but he's like, yeah, he's like, I was like, hey, what the heck? I'm going to try this uh, this tape on this thing. And apparently it saved him a ton of money. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's such a like a winning combination, right? To be able to have a name 
like gorilla that just when you hear it, it's synonymous with like strength and strong and then and then the quality of the actual you know glue itself to go with the name like to back up having a name like that right yeah i mean our marketing people and sales people will tell you it's like a marketer's salesperson dream because what you just said is absolutely true you know if you you know i'll be checking a hotel and somebody will see gorilla glue on my credit card and, oh gorilla glue i love gorilla and um, or even if they said, you know, back in the early days, what's Gorilla Glue? You'd say, well, what do you think it is? And they'd be like, strong glue? Like, yeah. That's yeah. it? Yeah. Did you guys feel any effects on the marketing side of things when the whole Harambe thing was going on and the, all the, the, the trolls on Twitter and whatnot? Yeah, we we felt a little bit of it. I don't think it affected business so much, but we definitely see trolls. We still see trolls. Um, in fact, I was driving here and someone had a Harambe sticker on their car. It's still a thing yeah, so we definitely get comments on youtube i mean youtube has trolls for everything yeah, um, yeah but we get a lot of harambe <laughs> comments and questions i was wondering about, if you would make the the cincinnati oh, connection yeah. um i mean i don't know if that's like a known thing that it's a, a cincinnati brand we but. definitely had some some memes pop up and things like well that's convenient harambe and gorilla glue are both in cincinnati but that thankfully has died way down but occasionally yeah, well, you'll still get this, it this podcast will be sure to bring it right back yeah. up again. Bring Sorry about up. That. <laughs> those comments let's go um, yeah we've had a relationship with the red so we do the advertising behind home plate so it's on tv and oh, yeah. we actually were on the night that happened and there was somebody wrote some article about you know how insensitive and you know, not realizing <laughs> that we're in Cincinnati. I mean, we have absolutely nothing. So it was ridiculous. But you know how that goes. Like you guys got on the phone. We need that ad behind home plate tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Put this over the tarp on the field, right? And that are you guys the tarp on the field? Yeah, yeah we do that too. That's awesome. Sweet. So when you decided like this was something that you were gonna pursue, did you were you looking for that kind of a company to buy or like how did like how do you just decide to it was just to complement your existing business yeah you know we're just looking for opportunities the tool business is tough because it's um it's not a consumable you know you literally have to people have to people who buy our tools they either have to break them or lose them or somebody has to steal them um the ladder works really well at my house (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so and that wasn't necessarily our intention at the time but when we bought gorilla we just liked the brand we didn't know anything about branding so we had to learn all about branding, which was, you know, a whole experience. But then we quickly realized that, wow, now we're in the consumable business, which we thought was great. So that's been yeah. that's been a kind of our goal ever since. Yeah, I didn't think that. about that with tools. Like, if, you, if your product's good, people will only need to buy you one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if your business is writing their name on the tool. <laughs> right. And there goes, there goes the stealing aspect of it, which I guess... People can still steal. Yeah, I have a couple of neighbors that wouldn't stop my name from being on a screwdriver <laughs> no. for them to keep it. Yeah, but we had no idea this thing would turn into would it. You know, our goal was to you know double the business, and beyond that, we had no clue. And even after that, we thought, okay, can we double this again? And it, we focused on selling that one product, you know, the original polyurethane, because it was unique. We were the first company to sell that product to the consumer, so we just focused on it. I don't think we launched our second product, which was the tape. For, I think, what, seven years? Yes, 06, 2006 was tape. Yeah. So from 99 to 2006, we talked about Gorilla Glue, polyurethane glue. My first job when I started working there was to talk to hardware stores. So we had, like, at that point, we had gone from 5,000 hardware stores to 18,000 hardware stores. And we did a monthly mailer, direct mail. 
so I think 11 months of the year, I made up stories to talk about Gorilla Glue. You know, it's so funny now that we well, have a big product line to think, like, we talked about Gorilla glue, glue nonstop, <laughs> over and over and over and over to anybody who would listen. We actually sent a sample... So when we bought the company, there's three sizes, 36-ounce, 18-ounce, and 8-ounce. And we realized we need to create a smaller size for the consumer. So it took us, I don't know, six months, um, again, because the product was coming from Denmark. So we created a 4-ounce. And we sent that 4-ounce bottle of Gorilla Glue to 5,000 hardware stores individually over the course of probably a year. And we would follow up with a phone call a week after they got the sample. They, of course, had no idea what this product was. And we told him about told him about the product and asked for an order, and we got I don't know seventy percent of the people ordered, um, and then started selling. And then over the next probably two or three years, we mailed those additional you know thirteen thousand hardware stores that you know we created list, and so it took a long time and a lot of sampling, a lot of hard work, um, but yeah. but we put product in a lot of. Uh, independent hardware store owners' hands, and, and they sold yeah. it. One of the other cool things you guys will appreciate is our history with T-shirts. So yeah. along with sending out samples and all these mailers, we gave away T-shirts like crazy. Oh, so nice. I don't know, Pete, probably we like... We could print 18,000 <laughs> T-shirts. Uh, we probably had like... I don't know, every month a different promo. So if a hardware store ordered a certain amount of product, they'd get free T-shirts. But they were going to the people who were working in the store. So, you know, you've got advertising in the store Absolutely. of these hardware owners wearing a Gorilla Glue T-shirt. Yeah, we were probably giving away 30,000, 40,000 T-shirts a year. Yeah, for sure. I think at the peak it was probably <laughs> in the 60 or 70,000. Well, we also did hats, so we weren't... We Exclusive. Do those yeah, Cincy um, hats. Is that up next? <laughs> what I love about the product is you have a, a preconceived notion about how good it's going to be based on the name and the branding behind it. But it, but it is that good. Like when you were sending out these samples, how many and you got orders? How many places do you think actually used it, or how many people do you versus how many people like just looked at it and was like, oh, this will sell in my store without even trying to see how good it was? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I bet you a lot of those folks probably didn't use it. You know, they, they probably, I'm sure some did, but, you know, we sell a lot of information about why the product's different and try to sell, tell a pretty concise story. And then, of course, when our salespeople called them up, we would explain what it is and, and how it was different. So Yeah, because if I, like, I, I think I probably tried it before I even knew it was a local company or be probably even before you worked there, Lauren. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I mean, it just sounds like it's going to be a good product. It's like such a slam dunk, man. Yeah. yeah well, it's one, then when we launched tape seven years later, you know, that's a lot easier and quicker for somebody to try that, right? You undo the roll, take out a couple, you, know, you can feel the difference, see the difference. And we did the same thing. We mailed 18,000 hardware stores over the course of a year or however long it took a sample and followed up with a phone call and asked for an order. So how long did it take to develop the tape? Because you were starting from zero with that, or did you did someone else did come you to you buy and say, another hey, tape company? Yeah. No, no. So we thought found a guy who's putting he's taping together. His All right, furniture. furniture, taking masking tape, putting his teak furniture. Yeah. So we, our our tagline for Gorilla Glue was the toughest glue on planet Earth. So when we were thinking about coming out with the second product, we talked about do we launch a wood glue? Do we launch a super glue? And we thought, no, we're the toughest glue on planet Earth. We're a single product company. So we said, what about duct tape? Can we make duct tape bigger, tougher, stronger? So we kind of thought we were going to be in the tough business. So we went and met with a tape company because, yeah, we, we didn't manufacture tape. And we went down and met with these folks and said, 
duct tape's gotten pretty thin. It's, you know, most of the tape on the market was probably 10, 11 mils thick, which is pretty thin. And we said, how thick can you make this stuff? And they said, that's a good question. Everybody always asks us the other thing is how, how you know, thin, how, how thin cheap. Can make yeah, it. they're trying to get their costs down, so they want to... Yeah, it was a race to the bottom with all the big, pre with all the pressure from the big, big box retailers, um, making things cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. So we get one in, and they said, I don't know. So they called out in the plant and said, are we running this particular line of tape, which was at their time their premium. And they said, yeah, we're running that today. And they said, we'll put more adhesive on it. And within an hour, they had brought us a sample in, um, or they brought us a couple cases of samples in. We took it up to Cincinnati, played around with it, taped it. We didn't really have an R&D department. No. Well, and actually, I think the <laughs> Who's first got something that's broken. The first, yeah. the first sample they sent was like a hockey puck. You couldn't even. I mean, it was like heavy. You couldn't tear it. We're like, okay, that might have been that might have been too, too much. much. <laughs> we had to ease back down. But it was funny. We didn't have R and D, so you'd walk around our offices. Uh, we were on Red Bank back then, so not far from here. But you'd walk around our offices, and we just had random heavy stuff taped up. But it turned out to be so cool for us because you know we're like, well. What about a brick? Could we hang a brick? And then, you know, so we started hanging bricks from walls and from racks in our warehouse. And we were just having fun with it. But then you realize, like... Like, it's not coming down. Tape doesn't stick to bricks. And this does, you know. So it kind of opened up even more marketing for us. And we were like, well, this is some pretty impressive stuff. It, you can feel the difference. But then you can, like, actually pick up a brick. And then we're like, I wonder if you could pick up a cinder block. And, you know, just tons of things like that that, you know, there were probably... 10 of us maybe back then working on that and at any given time you'd see random things hanging and you know it's like hey guess what it'll hold this rubber floor mat and you know it'll yeah hold this so within, within a week of coming back and playing with the product we called them up and said ship us a, like a you know a, a truckload we're going to launch it and so we did the same thing as when we mentioned we shipped it to all the hardware stores and we knew immediately we had a, a hit and when you do that because it's something different than they're doing for everybody else Part of the deal is like you can't make this blend for other companies. Yeah, absolutely. They're catch on. Yeah, and this company sold mainly industrial tape, so they were selling to the you know the HVAC guys, and, and they had lots of different tape lines. So it wasn't just duct tape. Right. So they were really not retailer focused, and they still aren't today. Um, we're still working with the same company. So similar story with our glues. A lot of our glues come from because we we have so many different formulas now. They come from big industrial. Um, glue manufacturers when we contract with them bring it into cincinnati and fill it yeah so but yeah, all of those formulas are are our formulas yeah. you know, like we help develop the formula so that no one else can have the exact same glue well can i ask it like this is like a dumb it's probably a dumb person question but like i'm, I'm always fascinated when i hear like oh this can pick up a cinder block or, or a brick but but you can peel it off of itself from the actual <laughs> roll like that's kind uh, yeah. of stuff that I like. I don't ever understand. Is maybe a like, yeah. They put like release release agents on the outside, outside of the so tape, that, so you can see. Yeah. Mm. yeah, somebody figured that out. It wasn't us. No. We didn't figure that yeah. part out. Yeah. We yeah. just figured out it was sticky. Like, <laughs> we can't even get it off the roll. It's so sticky. Yeah. So, so are the Danes still making the polyurethane glue back in Denmark that they were always making? Or you bought that whole company? No, no, no. We didn't buy the whole company. We just bought the their sort of the, the contract. Yeah. We bought all their equipment. No, we, we we now get that glue in the United States from another, you know, industrial adhesive company. And the transport oh, like big train it. cars or trucks? No, we don't make it. We bring that stuff in because it's moisture sensitive and it it can go hard if you're not really careful how you handle it. Um, we bring it in 200 gallon totes. 
So basically a skid. <laughs> so tell us about like some of the growing pains from going from uh, the small independent hardware guy to working with somebody like Lowe's or Home Depot. I uh, I used to sell a, a, I designed a board game and I, we would sell to like I don't know uh, hunting stores and little you know bow and arrow shops and whatnot archery stores and then we started we got into Bass Pro and Cabela's and it was like different animal oh my gosh yeah I mean oh you're chasing them down to get paid within 120 days or you know they're always you know trying to get you to, to lower the price or yeah if you want to end cap you got to pay extra on this and. Uh, I, it was it was a nightmare, or all the, the just the the compliance things, so they wouldn't ding you on your uh, yep. if your bill of lading has the wrong number on it or something like that. Like, like I don't know how how did you guys deal with with some of those issues, or or did you just have some expert come in and handle it, and it was all smooth? You know, it was a combination of all that, but we our intention was never to sell the big box. So when we got into this, we were only selling independent hardwares, and when we were trying to get up to that eighteen thousand number, it took a lot of years and. We weren't really focused on selling Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. Um, and then Menards contacted us and said, come talk to us. We see your stuff in hardware stores. So we, we just kind of backed into that. And then maybe a year later, the same thing happened with Lowe's. Lowe's called us up and said, come on down. We're doing a line review. We see your stuff. We want it. We want to <laughs> buy awesome. it. So we got lucky in that regard. That if you called them, they'd be like, ask her. Yeah, exactly. in line. People wrap around the, the factory three times. Yeah, and the product sold. <laughs> so then we realized pretty quickly we need to hire some, uh, at least a salesperson that has experience with the big box. So we did. And that person's still with us. Um, it's been 15 years now. And he runs our whole sales organization. So, yeah, we've always taken the approach, like, if we can hire good people, let's do it. If someone knows something better than we do, which whether it's figuring out how to ship an invoice and and collect money, um, yeah. yeah. So we've done a pretty good job over the years of hiring good people. Yeah, we also like hired an R and D department. So Pete and the brothers and I aren't in the back hanging up bricks anymore. We have like a an <laughs> All entire. Are done. I mean, it's crazy but, to but think. If you wanted and, to, you could. I mean, I still <laughs> do for fun. That's what I like to do is just tape random things. <laughs> But it's been cool, like the journey of how we've grown beyond just even the sales part, like how we've we formulate our own stuff now, and we have people who are testing our products and competitor products and making sure that we're whatever we put in the bottle or on the roll is the best thing ever. And it started out with one R and D person, and then you know we kept growing, and it's two. And gosh, I don't even know how many folks we have now, but we have labs, and you know it's so funny to think we used to hang bricks in the warehouse to see if things were strong. Yeah, we wow. still have YouTube videos of Darren with all of our inventory in his apartment's living room <laughs> spread yeah. out that we would pull from and ship ship out if we got an order or two a day. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of people test products in their garage. Like, different people just take stuff home to see the temperature fluctuations. I think we still do some of that, though. I mean, we still have a little bit of our kind of scrappy mentality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been 20 years in the making, right? So, luckily, yeah, these course. things happen slowly over time. We, You know, we're able to figure it out because you're right. Trying to figure out some of the stuff overnight is impossible. What's like, uh, were there any like experiments that were dangerous or really fun or went completely different than you thought they would when you were testing out products? 
I have one that I would never do again. <laughs> you spray it on Mentos and it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> Close. No, it didn't go wrong, but in hindsight, when I think of everything that could have gone wrong. So we um, developed after, so we had Gorilla Glue, Gorilla Tape, and then I think in 2008, 2009, we decided to um, develop a super glue. Uh, so we wanted to come up with the best super glue, so instant glue, you know. Uh, and so we had done all the development work, and we had this product, and it was incredibly strong. So we decided that we were going to do a demo in our parking lot on Red Bank, uh, lifting a truck with super glue. And so we worked with some engineers, and we had a couple engineers on our team, and we had, you know, more smart people than than less. But, you know, you think about it now in hindsight, there's this picture of us, and we had taken, like, two metal plates, and we glued them together with four dots of super glue. And we knew technically that the glue was strong enough to do that and then we picked this truck up and then we loaded like a ton of glue on the back and picked the truck up again uh so it worked but i see pictures of it and there's like our entire company standing out there looking at it and (laughs) like in hindsight i'm like oh my gosh we were crazy we should have never probably one never actually done that but two definitely probably shouldn't have had our entire company standing out there spectating (laughs) And then later we found out that another company actually uses a, picks up a truck and their logo. And they were like, that whole thing is wrong. Like it wasn't safe and probably not something we could have ever used in advertising, but. You still on Red Bank? But you uh, you did it. When you used to be on Red Bank, is there still offices there? Or because I, uh, I drive by, the sign's still there. Yeah, we still have a facility on Red Bank, but oh, okay. our headquarters now is in Sharonville. So that was a growing pain. I mean, you know, like we had built a new building in probably 2004. And, you know, just had to add on to that three or four times. And then eventually there was no more room on Red Bank, so we've had to move. So we're up in Sharonville in a much bigger facility with a ton of dock doors for, you know, pickups and drop-offs from trucks. Yeah, it's been a constant challenge. We've always underestimated the growth and how much room we're going to need. And so it's been constant new buildings. I mean, it's a a problem, but what a great great problem. problem. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. Is there something that you've you've glued or taped that, that you needed to undo and couldn't because it was so strong? Well, a lot of we, a lot of people leaving the factory with their fingers stuck together. Yeah. Or anything like that. We, we, as you can imagine, we get lots of calls from consumers that have oh my questions. Or, Let's hear all these. <laughs> yeah, well, we always say the we good. We called you guys once. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll talk. We'll, we'll go ahead. Okay, go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Well, Don't we used forget. to tell people, you know, when they're when they're. If they call us about a project or something, we said, you know, and remember, the good news is that you're not going to be able to get this apart, and the bad news could be that you're never going to get this apart. Yeah. <laughs> and that another funny thing that was a challenge is that Gorilla Glue expands, foams as it cures. So most people, like with most glues, they over-apply. They think more is better, yeah. and actually less is better. That's not um, a complaint. <laughs> it's yeah. happened to me a couple times. <laughs> yep. And then, so it foams out of the joint or whatever you're gluing, and now you got this foamy, hard, you know, mess on your hands, and there's really no way to remove it. And on our instructions on our bottle back in the day, we don't say this anymore, but we used to say, you know, easily dried removed. glue is easily removed with a sharp chisel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which made sense when you were selling to furniture makers and people who knew what to do with a chisel. But you get into, <laughs> you know, people like me who I know how to glue, but I don't know how to do much right. else. I don't a sharp chisel. chisel. Yeah. No. I'm like, does a pin or a knife work like a chisel? <laughs> yeah, we were repairing one of our counters after we had moved it to Loveland, uh, to our new store in Loveland. And <laughs> it... It worked on the top, but it seeped through the bottom, and we hadn't seen it, and it dripped to the floor at the foot of the counter, and 
by the time I noticed it down there, I was like, how do we get this off of the floor? And it's like... Sharp yeah, chisel. Right <laughs> It'll scrub right off. Can we get one of the Cincy shirts? Can we get a... Uh, coming off. One that's monogrammed from yeah. the other division of the company? <laughs> um, do you... So can you share any, like, phone calls that have stuck out of, like... St- <laughs> You know, you get pranks, people putting, you know, high school kids putting glue in locks, like in lockers mm-hmm. or in doors, you know, gluing. Toilet you know, seats, that was one. Yeah. Gluing toilet seats down. You know, when you turn your books in when you're in grade <laughs> school and they have all the books stacked on the ground in the corner of the room and, you know, kids would go in and glue glue all the textbooks so together. Just one big stack. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you get all those kind of things. Um, Jerk. We don't condone any of that. I was going to say, it's kind of a disclaimer at this point. It's not funny. Not funny, Josh. Don't laugh. Will not want to see a real glue challenge pop up on the internet. We had a, we, I mean, now especially it gets, you know, mentioned in pop culture more and more. So there was, gosh, it's been years now, but I don't even remember who the president was, but some senator from Georgia said they wanted to glue the president, gorilla glue the president to his chair. Um, And that got some press. And then, you know, we... We're, yeah, back doing, then we're like, do, do we respond? Do we not? You know, it was before Facebook and memes, so yeah, it was when Obama was president. Oh, I think yeah. it was, was Zell Zell Miller. Miller. Yeah, and he said we need Obama's doing too much. We need him to do less. Someone should glue him. Gorilla glue him. Gorilla glue him to his chair. So we, we you well, know. that can be spun so many terrible ways. Yes, you know, not not just in the the act of itself. Yeah, that's. That's yeah. rough. So we put out a little press release and said we would never condone yeah, gluing the, the leader of the free world to his chair. <laughs> but if you needed to it. glue like a terrorist to a chair, you should use it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what about the medical field? Like that's don't they say super glue uh, surgeons use that to like you know? Yeah, that's says, says stitches. Yeah, there's people that it, it's a similar product to our super glue, but it's highly regulated. The paperwork and all the different things you have to do. To make sure that you're with an FDA, so we stay away from that. There's people that just specialize in Not that. Not even down the road? I want the Gorilla Glue stitches. Yeah, right, you know, who knows? Because, yeah, it's a big market. <laughs> That's hilarious. You wouldn't even think, yeah, of course. You think about each every hospital, how many people get those st- yeah, stitches Yeah, you every get to day. mark your price up times 100 just to sell it to them and... Man, that's so send some emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are there products that you've uh, you've thought maybe we'll try this, and you try you tried it or something, and, and immediately you're like, this isn't this isn't going to work out oh, for yeah. us. There's a couple. We, you know, we've been pretty protective of the brand and try to not do too much. Make sure we only put our name on things that are really really good, like Cincy shirts. Exactly. <laughs> but we did launch some sanding blocks, some gorilla sanding blocks, which was like a, the idea was a belt sander on a, on, a, on a block, on a foam block. And we never actually went full market on it, but we did some test marketing and didn't feel like it was doing that well. It was more of a monkey a monkey yeah. sandpaper than a gorilla. Yeah. It's not worthy of the... <laughs> I still love those. I don't sand, but if I did, they were the best sanding blocks you could get. <laughs> We did trash bags. Yeah. We tried That really seems like a great... It, it, it's what I've been doing, like, not even... I mean, almost subconsciously. Like, what here, else like, could be made tougher? What, what, yeah, what sounds like you, when you see it's, like, gorilla tough that you're like, I, that's what yeah. I need. I was just yeah. thinking more garbage about bags. Design, like, perfect. Well, how many things are in the gorilla glue product line? Oh, we probably have, like, 15 types of glues and tapes now. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe more. even more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some truck tires so stick we, to the road. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, so we have 
glues that kind of go from like everyday, like super glue, kind of easy to use instant glues to like construction adhesives and sealants. So we kind of span from like a normal or light DIY to a pretty heavy duty like builder. And same with our tapes. We've got like our heavy duty duct tape and then we've got some... There's still tape. yeah packaging tape. That's a good one where it's like everybody yeah. could use that. You guys could probably yes. use some packaging yes, tape. Absolutely, yeah. I could use it at home. Do you call it like diet gorilla? No, because we is... we don't know how to make things that are diet, so we still make it pretty heavy duty. It's like really gnarly packaging tape. It's the best packaging tape you could ever get. But the categories are a little bit less intense. But our goal is always to still try to make the best version or the best that we can get out of yeah. that category yeah best bigger tougher stronger yeah. yeah so like what else uh, now, I'm, now i'm dying to think of stuff do people bring you ideas uh, of like hey I've, you know add this product to your line yeah we've had people come to us over the years saying we got to get in the energy ener- energy drink business you know gorilla energy drinks i don't know what else oh, we gosh. have all sorts of <laughs> random lots of things if it's a category that you could buy at a home a hardware store someone's probably told us we should do it but yeah, we've thought about extension cords, you know, could you make a bigger, tougher, stronger extension cords? We've cable, about, or like those zip ties. That was yeah, the cable ties. We've thought about garden hoses. Oh, yeah. Garden hoses. The funny thing is people like us to be sticky, you know? So That's what we've, think, yeah. we've seen, I mean, who knows in the future, well, but right now we've kind of stuck. Do people come to you yeah. and say, I need these two, because a lot of materials don't really stick well together no matter what you do. So have you guys tried to address that? I can't think of an example. I know around the house I've tried to glue two things together and figured this is never going to work because it's... Well, that was the beauty of the original Gorilla Glue product is that that's where it thrived. It it could stick dissimilar materials together and do it pretty well as long as they were porous. Um, It would still glue like metal to wood, but you'd need to scratch up the metal. Uh um, And it won't be as strong as two porous surfaces, but it it stuck. And they didn't have to fit perfectly together because they foamed and... So it had a lot of advantages, but you know, then it had the challenges of the foaming and all that too. But that was mainly why it worked so well. I'm fascinated by all this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so much to Can learn you. about glue and tape. So O'Keefe's, like, how did that come to be as as part of your brand? Or, I mean, how would you was it, would you label it as a as a gorilla brand or just owned by the same people? Yeah, no, just totally different. It's it's just owned by us, but we don't talk about. The O'Keefe's people don't talk about Gorilla. I was going to say, this might be the first time we've ever talked about it in the same sentence. (laughs) Should I have not brought it up? No. (laughs) We talk Uh, about it. I uh, mean, we have two logos on our building next to each other, so it's not a secret. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but they're so totally different, so we don't... But but all of our retailers know that we're in both businesses. But But that came around... seems like such a compliment to, like... I've got glue on my hands. <laughs> it's, it came around, actually, I mean, <clears throat> same brother who found uh, Gorilla Glue, Jake, was founded at a tractor supply. So O'Keefe's Working Hands is a really hard working hand cream for, at that time, you know, cattle ranchers and farmers and people whose hands are beat up from their hard work. So it was being sold at tractor supply and Lowe's, but it was a tiny little company. Not many people had heard of it. So it made sense to us because of the channels that it was in. Not so much that it had much to do with glue or tape, but it was like, oh, we, we've got the model for getting distribution in this hardware channel. But when we bought Gorilla, you know, we were in the tool business and people at the company said, why are we buying a glue company? And, you know, we didn't have a good answer for them. And then we bought O'Keefe, so it's, you know, we had a lot of people saying, well, why are we buying a hand cream company? Um, but they both worked out pretty well. But it feels like yeah. it complements it in a weird way. It does. No, I think it does for the reason that Lauren just said. It's 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 
originally we were going after yeah, people that work with their hands. Yeah. And, and they make a lip balm too, right? Yeah. We just got some from my wife because we saw the TV commercial and she always needs lip and she loves it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah it's so doing well. The cool thing about O'Keefe's and the you know some of the similarities to Gorilla is that you know while it doesn't have a gorilla or this mascot, the products are really really good. So the hand cream, the lip balm, we have a body lotion called Skin Repair and a foot cream, <laughs> and they're all just out of this world good. You <laughs> yeah, know, I the, guess Gorilla hand cream doesn't quite. Like, that's one place where the gorilla might be a detriment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, like our you gorilla hands. Gorilla. Soft as a I mean, it could fix the gorilla's hands, you know. Before and after. <laughs> Before and after it's of like the gorilla hands. That's great. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, it's such a... I'm like, I just pulled it up on Amazon for fun, and you've got 9,000 reviews, and it's almost a five-star rating. I mean, you just... You, even with as many trolls and everything else, like, yeah. you never see products rated that high. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing product. It was a similar story. A woman created it out of her garage out in Oregon. She, her father was a rancher and had terrible hands, and she was a pharmacist. So she started tinkering around with recipes and created it, and then she decided to call it, her name was Tara O'Keefe, so she called it O'Keefe's Working Hands. Clever name, right? It fits what the product does, and, you know, it's been, but it's a very highly efficacious, it's a word I never thought I'd use before the O'Keefe's <laughs> business, but it's a, all the <laughs> What product, does that mean? Works really well. Works, yeah. Yeah. Efficacious. Yeah. Efficacious. yeah, there were a lot of people talking about efficacy, and we were Googling in the back, efficacy. Oh, it works. It works. Yeah. It does what it says it's supposed to. <laughs> there were a lot of those things. That you have to learn a lot when you get into a category that's so different from yeah. adhesives. So I imagine that's put you in a lot of different sales channels. Like I bought the lip balm for my wife at a major a drugstore retailer. Is it different than being in a Lowe's or a Home Depot or so it's a big big store is a big store basically I, you know I, I think once you learn how to sell those big retailers those big national retailers they're all somewhat similar I mean it's like if you can juggle a ball you can probably juggle a wrench right yeah. so it's just another skew but the good thing about <laughs> the good thing about glue and tape is that it is sold in so many different channels so we were selling all the drug we were selling all the craft we were oh. selling all the automotive grocery yeah. Yeah, because all of those stores, you know, the pharmacies and the grocery stores all have a little hardware section in their store. Yeah. So we already had so many of those relationships. The dollar stores. So we're, you know, you go into a you go into a shopping center and there could be ten stores in there, or you know, five or six stores that we're selling. Um, so we were able to sell O'Keeffe's in many of those stores, not all of them, but many of them. Like even Tractor or AutoZone carries our O'Keeffe's product. Like yeah, that makes sense. that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I have another funny T-shirt story for you guys, though. Yes, so Because yes, the it. model worked for Gorilla on hardware stores and T-shirts. So we're like, well, of course, we'll send samples to these hardware stores of O'Keeffe's and put in T-shirts. And, you know, people get excited about it. But we're at some event. Um, uh, another lady that works at Gorilla Glue and I were at an event, and we're giving out T-shirts. And we'd hold up our Gorilla shirt, and people were like, yeah, 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 I want that. And we'd hold up an O'Keefe's one, and they're like, eh, nah. And we realized our, our tagline for O'Keefe's is guaranteed relief for, at that time, dry hands that crack and split. And so people would read this shirt. I mean, it was a big mistake on our part to put that tagline on a T-shirt. You know, no one wanted to admit, like, no one wants to walk around with a T-shirt right, right. that's like, my hands look like crap. Like, the logo is better off on its own. Yeah, yeah. So if we, if we make O'Keefe's T-shirts, we won't use the tagline, because no one wants to admit that their skin... Is nasty. Yeah, <laughs> which is saying because people always want a free T-shirt, man. That we found yes, the we found the shirt that they didn't want, and it was that <laughs> one. Do have we told the opening day T-shirt story on this podcast yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. So when Darren and I first started the company, we were trying to figure out a way to get our name out there, 
And so for opening day, we created, I don't know, how many did we print? Like 25, 30 t-shirts? Yeah, probably, which was a huge amount for us back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, of just some of our, like, baseball-themed designs. And then we printed probably 2,000 postcards that had our website on it. And we're like, let's go down to Fountain Square on opening day and we'll pass out, you know, pass out a couple t-shirts, pass out all our cards. and They were gone in five minutes. Well, the t-shirts were. Right. Every, no one wanted the card. Yeah. Right? They're all so, over the ground. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we couldn't even, like, no, thanks. You know, even the people we gave a free t-shirt to were like, here's where you can get them. Like, no, I'm okay. I'll just keep the free t-shirt. Everybody's lined up for the parade. So we're like. <laughs> we're on the sidewalk. Yeah. We're, in, we're on Fountain Square and the parade's going past Fountain Square. And so I'm like, dude, what are we going to do with all these cards? Like, you know, how do we how do we get rid of these? <laughs> Nobody wants them because we're out of free T-shirts now. So I was like, let's get in the parade. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, because on the sidewalk, <laughs> our cards were trash. No one wanted them. They didn't want to take them. Yeah. But, but on the other side of the people in the parade, we couldn't the, pass them out the, fast enough. If the people, if the if someone in That's the parade great. was handing something out, there were a thousand hands. Whatever it was, they were trying to get whatever you were handing out. So I said, here's what we'll do. I said, I'm gonna. Because I would see that, like, as, like, you know, as the Gleers get a car rolled by, there'd be a little break before the Lakota marching band, and that's when people would run across the street. And I said, I'm going to act like I'm crossing the street, but before I get to the crowd, I'm just going to turn, stay in the street, and walk in the parade. I was like, you stay on this side. And we only had, like, three blocks left of the parade before it ended, like, at, you know, at P&G or Taft Theater or whatever. And so uh, I was like, all right, here we go. So I ran across the street, and then before I got there, I just turned and I started walking in the parade. I was freaking out, and Darren's on the other side. We've got pockets full of these postcards, and people's hands are just everywhere, and I'm just putting them in every hand that I could. And as I get closer, there's this police officer in the street that's holding the crowd back. And as I get closer to him, he's looking right at me. I'm like, oh, no. And he's like, he's like, stay in the parade. And he, like, he like kind of pushed me more to the middle of the street as soon as I got around him. And we passed them all out right before the parade ended. And it was, like, amazing. It was so That's awesome. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. And now we, that story. we had two million yeah. sales that afternoon. Everybody going home and ordering online. You broke the website. That's funny. What about uh, 3M? Why don't you guys target them and take them out? They seem to be uh, a leader in the sticky business, right? Post it notes. We don't talk bah. about the other companies. <laughs> well, no, I'm telling I'm you, you got to focus. Gorilla on, notes. That's well, what we need. Well, because we were trying to hang our stockings <laughs> on the dang mantle, and we had those 3M things with the hooks. Oh yeah. I don't know how many of those I had to replace just in the last oh. month, and they're just you know Christmas stockings. They're nothing heavy. And they're not supposed to pull paint off the wall, but they always do. Or the opposite, yep. the Hannah's dorm room, they would not stick at all. They I have a Hannah right who started college this same year. Nothing stuck. Nope, came right and off. And I'm in the sticky business, and I couldn't make anything stick. We hang really? Really? For nothing? Well, our stuff would yeah. stick. Not, I mean, it's not the same stuff. And then right, we'd have right. to pay to, like... Refinish the dorm room. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've we, we've competed against 3M and you know in the double side tape. But you're right, the hook business we don't. They have all sorts of intellectual property and um, patents around that stuff, so they kind of have that locked up. Is glue st- like I remember as a kid, there was everybody had a kid in their class that ate glue, right? <laughs> and then there was always the thing about how it was made from horses. 
Like what? Like what uh, are some yeah. common oh, yeah. glue myths that you can debunk? Is that still the case? Is it is still made from gorillas? <laughs> not, not made from gorillas, and you should not eat any gorilla adhesives. I don't know about the stuff you were eating in school, but well, it was another company whose name we won't mention. But it was classic. You know, there's always yeah. that kid. <laughs> We'd all heard the hooves thing, right? Like it was made from horses, but it's really not. It what it what it was. Once we got in this business, I started learning a little bit about it. Back in the day, and I don't know if it was back in the you know early eighteen hundreds or they would make eighties glue out of. Uh, cow and horse hides there was something in the hide that collagen or something i don't know what it was but that that's i think where the association with animals came from but they haven't made glue like that in you know 60 70 years probably fun fact it lives on though yeah yeah it does live on well it's an ignorance it's a it's a passed down from you know it's probably like somebody's great-grandma who was around when it was made from horses Uh, tell you how glue comes from yeah the old glue factory right yeah the oh yeah horses coming in one end and yeah Yeah. not coming out (laughs) (laughs) so what makes a good glue booger my friend was even in college he was fascinated by that he could make that's polyurethane glue isn't it that doesn't i think that's the rubber cement right rubber cement that's right elmer still is in that business where we don't have a product in that but yeah i think it's rubber cement my, it is funny. It's so funny. <laughs> that never that. sticks to anything either. Like, my my yeah. wife is fascinated by that stuff of like you know a, um, a magazine ad that has like perfume and there's that like that piece of adhesive that holds it together until you open the flap and then you can just peel it off and then and so that's all rubber cement too probably. Yeah, that's some t- yeah. yeah but people so. are fascinated with. Oh yeah, you always peel those things off. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what you guys need to develop, just for us. <laughs> I know. We get patches made, and the patches supposedly are... Oh, yeah. You're supposed to be able to heat press them right onto a hat or a jacket or something, but we always end up having to send them to the embroiderer so they stitch them on so it stays. So that's what we need is like a like a good adhesive that uh, go on clothes. Textiles. Is that... Uh, that's a thing. Is that up your alley? Yeah. I don't know if it's a thing or not. I think we could... We could yeah, we, um, <laughs> we have an adhesive that uh, does work like that. Like you can use a, a glue a patch to a jacket or fabric. Fabric, yeah. So we have one of those, but for the scale that you need. I mean, you'd have to probably hire somebody just to glue patches on. Do you get to, that kind of stuff where someone has a super specific request and they come to you saying, can you figure this out for me? We do, but normally we we don't take on projects like that just unless it's the, a volume that's like you couldn't turn it down yeah but I'm not even juice isn't worth I'm the not even yeah exactly we, I'm not aware of one that we've really taken on just because we're, sorry Darren we know retail uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean we can sell maybe 200 well, I could yeah, yeah. There, I mean there's gotta be I'll yeah, commit to four definitely. bottles right now yeah <laughs> we can drop well, off the tape might be good yeah I know you guys had doubles double we can stick. drop off some stuff but we can't promise that It'll be your long-term solution. Yeah, we'll just hang out with the R&D people. Just bug them enough. Until you started working there, Lauren, I never knew that the company was local. But it seems like you're... Are you doing more now? Is it a conscious effort to let, to let people know you're a local company? Or is it just... I mean, like, right out of the gate, you were so popular nationally that, that you didn't really need, like, a grassroots-type movement to get going? Yeah, I think our... Initially, I think we tried to stay under the radar, you know, tried to just, you know, sell glue and um, and wasn't too concerned about, you know, being visible in Cincinnati. But over the past, say, five years, we've tried to become more visible 
um, you know, to attract more talent and, you know, just as being a decent sized company in the city, you know, we want to be more involved. Um, so we're doing, we're doing some different things to raise our visibility, um, for a variety of reasons. Like I said, just to, uh, you get some, you know, some charitable stuff, um, some advertising things. And it's been good. It's, it, it's helped us, helped us, uh, be more visible and, and, you know, we've been able to attract and, 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 you know, retain good employees. And you guys have, you guys did the, uh, 5k downtown where oh, you, yeah. uh, had to dress up in a gorilla suit and run. Yes, yeah. we did. The so gorilla that, run. Yeah, the gorilla run. So we did, we sponsored, um, it's the Mountain Gorilla Conservation Fund. They're based out of Denver and they would do gorilla runs in a handful of different cities. Uh, and so we would sponsor their efforts in other cities, and the owners of that foundation said, what if we do one in Cincinnati? That's probably part of where we realized our Cincinnati profile wasn't very big, you know, because we're like, yeah, we'll do one in Cincinnati. And then it's like, wait, we don't know how to get people from Cincinnati to show up. We should use you guys. But I don't think we're doing the gorilla <laughs> run anymore. But so, we, you know, we couldn't draw Cincinnati people because it wasn't like people knew that Gorilla Glue was here necessarily. But... But that was the point. I mean, that was a, a conservation initiative that we had with the Mountain Gorilla Conservation Fund. So they have the suits already, and the people just yeah yeah. Your registration like, How's is. How does that work? I gotta buy a gorilla suit, and my money goes to charity, and uh, yeah, like, I, I just couldn't figure out how that how that worked. But yeah, if they're if they use costumes and. Your registration fee bought you the costume, so it was kind of a win-win. You know, you get to do some conservation, and you get a really awesome gorilla suit. Yeah, also <laughs> was or whatever. Keep, yeah, you got oh, to yeah, keep you it. Oh wow! So are there? So you're not like working with them anymore? We still or, work yeah. with that conservation fund, but that run I think is kind of uh, yeah, moved on. It's it not in Cincinnati anymore, and I'm not sure that it's in the other markets. But they still do conservation in general, so we still support that. And then we do a lot of work with the Cincinnati Zoo, um, just to, for conservation efforts as well. Do you still have a warehouse full of those grill suits? Yeah, do you want some of those too? I can drop off some patch glue, some packaging tape, and some gorilla and a suits. Gorilla stocking, suits. Yeah. stocking holder. Yeah. Throw a fit, put a fish hook on there. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we don't need it. Are there other local causes that uh, you guys are are near and dear with? Yeah, we we uh, started an association with Keep Cincinnati Beautiful. Yeah. So we did a whole company wide event last year over in Carthage. Yeah. Which was great. We worked uh, I don't know in four or five different areas over there: the school, the playground. Um, yeah, and our whole company, so 500 people went over there and wow. worked all day. And yeah, so we're going to do that every year. It'll be an annual event, and then we do a lot. We do other things with uh, smaller groups. We'll go to different charities and, and do some things. So it's it's been good. We're trying, like I said, trying to be more active there. That's awesome. With the release of this podcast, we're also releasing the Gorilla Glue designs on CincyShirts.com. So we're we're excited for people to see those. There's some some really fun stuff we've done that is, you know, Gorilla Glue proper and also with the the local theme added into it as well. So people will be able to, if you're listening to this right now, you can you can go to CincyShirts.com and get the Gorilla Glue design. So what's what's next for you guys that you can talk about? You know, we're focusing mainly on sticky things like we talked about. We tried a couple of things that weren't sticky and they didn't really work. So we're going to keep focusing on... You know, extending the line where it's appropriate on, you know, sticky glues and sticky tapes. How many of those things are there that you haven't done? I mean, we he just came up with a, a couple, like, very specific yeah. examples, but is that, is that a space that's limited? Or, or yeah, it's is it more limited. of a marketing thing that you come up with other uses for... <laughs> 
places well, you need sticky stuff? I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, we probably got three or four more years of product introductions, um, and then we're always looking to improve our existing products, so we do a lot of that as well. But eventually, yeah, we're gonna probably have to get outside of uh, sticky things, maybe in the tough products again. We'll try. We'll try to think of stuff for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I'm can send them to like info at Gorilla Glue. Don't send them to me or Pete. I'm just kidding. No, we'll take them. We'll take them. Send it directly. We'll take them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, also on our podcast, what we do is we ask our guests to give us a word that people can use to. Um, save 20% on their order from now when this podcast airs uh, until the next episode. So there's a pretty obvious word. I think we all know what it could be, but we'll let you pick. What would the word be that people can use for the... Oh, man. Well, I'd like to get really clever with that, but I think the best one would just be gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Keep I it think simple. so, too. Yeah, okay. What so, about that? What's about that one long word that uh, means it works? Efficacy. Efficacy. No, it's hard to well, spell. O'Keefe's is hard to spell. We'll stick with gorilla. <laughs> when in doubt, stick just with gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah. Well, we should run. What a great line. I mean, I, it was like put on a T for you. When in doubt, stick with Gorilla. No, it just happens. You never know it's when you're going to get one of those. So. so great. We should run a uh, an event sometime next year or this year, I guess. We're already in 19. Um, maybe we can get our Gorilla because we brought our Gorilla to life four or five years ago through our advertisement. So we have oh, a, yeah. So we have an animatronics, real life size gorilla. Maybe we could bring him to Cincinnati and have him be in the store one day. And have oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. pictures and... That would be bananas. Have yeah. your there you go. Pictures. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I couldn't help it. Right. <laughs> Josh forgot the brief where it was like, no bananas, no jungles. <laughs> Is that in the brief? No. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'd have a lot of fun with that. That would be amazing. I'd love to see a gorilla try to tear apart one of our t-shirts and be like, these. even even I think these are strong. <laughs> Quality yeah, t-shirts. Um, show them the whole city. So so there it is, gorilla. Type in gorilla on cincyshirts.com. You'll save 20% on your order. Or stop into any of our three stores over the Rhine, Hyde Park, or Loveland and mention Gorilla Glue and you'll save 20% until the next episode airs. You guys are on social media, so people we can are. follow uh, O'Keefe's and Gorilla Glue on social. Yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I think that's those are the main ones. Yeah, those are the main ones. We've got some fun YouTube videos, so if people want to see the Gorilla, we've got a lot of commercials out there. So nice Snapchat. You snapping snap, it up? We're not snapping. Are you guys snapping? We snap. Yeah, up. probably not as much as we should. It's more yeah. fun. Sometimes it is, I uh, think it's more than we should. <laughs> but <laughs> you put it out there. People every now like and it. then it disappears. It's fine. Every now and then we'll do something with Snapchat, but you know, we're still focused on selling glue and tape. Sometimes Snapchat just exactly. boggles my mind. Well, it really is a great product, and I think it's awesome. You guys are here in town, and you're becoming more visibly locally, and that you're you're working with us. Uh, we're happy to have you guys on on board. And then O'Keefe's. Where can people buy O'Keefe's besides Amazon, as I mentioned? Yeah, it's available at all sort of food, drug, mass retailers, as well as sort of the hardware home centers and even tractor supply and AutoZone. Yeah, it's good stuff, too. So support this company. Good people, and they got good products. So they need your sales, obviously. (laughs) Yes. They're hurt. (laughs) If you got a tiny company that has a great product, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll bring you into their family one day. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. You guys are doing cool things. It's fun to be partnered with you guys Absolutely. on this one. Awesome. Well, 
That'll do it for this episode of the Cincy Shirts Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, check us out, and we'll see you next time. Peter and Lauren from Gorilla Glue. You can find Gorilla Glue anywhere such products are sold, from your local hardware store all the way up to those big box retailers, as they call them. And as always, we invite you to plunder the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. Lots of great episodes back there. John Keyswater talking about WKRP, Amy Yazbek, uh, an actress, as you know, from movies and TV, who is originally from Blue Ash, talking about her late husband, John Ritter, as well as being in the movie Robin Hood Men in Tights, uh, being on the TV series Wings. We also had Dean Gregory in from the Montgomery Inn. Had some great stories about Bob Hope and James Brown and George W. Bush. Uh, yeah, a lot of other people like, let me see, Frank Marzullo, Randy Rico, Duke Sinatra, uh, Finn Rock, Mo Egger, Cash Wright, just loads and loads of people. So uh, if you haven't already, go back and put those in your ears as well. So if there's someone you'd like us to have on the show, just drop us an email, info at Cincy Shirts, and put podcast guest in the subject line so they know where to direct it. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. Uh, maybe they went to school here or vice versa. I worked here for a time and no longer do whatever the case may be. Today's show was produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have a lot of defunct teams, old shopping centers, old radio stations, restaurants, and so on, similar to Cincy Shirts, but uh, for those cities. And in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is GORILLA, all lowercase, all uppercase, as always, doesn't matter which way you do it. Use that to take 20% off your entire Cincy Shirts Dot com or OldSchoolShirts.com order, or you can come into our physical brick-and-mortar stores in Over the Rhine, uh, Hyde Park, and Loveland, and you can say Gorilla, and they'll give you 20% off. How about that? Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest NC Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review from wherever you got the podcast, and as always, download or stream us next time. Bye.